Hey guys, this is Arun. This is Shiv. This is Chaitan. And this is Abby. And welcome to Who Got Next, episode 43. So moments ago, we just had some big news. Um, forward PJ Tucker of the Houston Rockets has been traded to the Bucks. Um, there were some rumors going around for a few weeks now that PJ Tucker has uh, wanted to be traded um, to a contender. Uh, we just didn't know which team, but he got his wish granted and he has been traded to the Bucks. Um, do you guys think that will make a, a difference for the Bucks? Because he's a very good defensive player and he could knock down a three, especially in the corner. And I think the Bucks could use him and his service. But what do you guys think? Can he bring some value to that Bucks team and help him win the championship? I mean, simple answer is no. Hmm. I guess it's not anything against PJ Tucker, who's absolutely great defensively. His he shoots like seventy five percent from the corner three. That man, anytime he has a corner three, he knocks it down. But overall, the Bucks team itself, I don't have confidence in, and I think that starts with when your best player isn't your best closeout player. Because if any close game that we see, like Giannis isn't the guy. And I, I can't have confidence in them until Giannis is the guy. And I don't think he's the guy because he can't hit his free throws. Like all the important aspects of the game, like, you know, if he he can't get his own shot off, he can't hit free throws. And then you're putting a lot on Chris Middleton, who is absolutely great, and Drew uh, Holiday, who is also absolutely great. But, you know, when your leader isn't your best player and you can shut him, you can shut down the Bucs offense by shutting down Giannis because the offense uh, revolves around Giannis. And that's not until Giannis improves, I don't see the Bucs making it out of the East. And I can see them beating a team like Brooklyn, but if they go up against Joel Embiid and Ooh. Ben Simmons, I, I don't see them winning that. You think Brooklyn can lose? You think the Bucs can beat Brooklyn? I think they can't just because of all the length, like defensively the length, and them not having a true center that can help shut down Giannis. Okay, I'll make this. I'll make this short and sweet. I don't care if you have PJ Tucker, Chris Tucker, any Tucker. This. This means absolutely nothing. This team is the exact same team as Atlanta Hawks from 2000, I want to say 16, 15, whatever team that was. Mike Budenholzer, he can't get you those wins. That's it. This team is trash. It's straight trash. I was on them before. I quickly jumped off. I jumped off without a parachute on. This team is garbage. This team will beat every single garbage team out there, and they will lose like they are losing right now by 20 points to Philly without Embiid. They have 33 points scored in two quarters and a little bit more time. Nine minutes into the third. They're not, they're not, they're, they're frauds. They're the two, they're, they're the frauds of the East and the frauds of the West or the Clippers. Mm. And, and oh, that's a hot take. Going off. Someone, going. someone tell me, cause I don't remember, but I don't think there's a single big win on the Buck schedule this season. I will. I could look through it. I think the biggest win they have is, is that Clippers against, win. Is against the other frauds. Say that again. Like it's the Clippers. The other frauds, they're just they're just in LA. They're in La La Land, so they're the bigger like fancy frauds out there. Whatever you want to call them. But listen, I love Giannis in terms of like the man from his story. Came from the mud, hard worker, 
He's a great player. But this team, you have Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, DiVincenzo's nice. You got uh Bobby Portis, he's solid. You got um now you got PJ Tucker. Listen, you cannot be this inconsistent. You cannot. Same thing with the Clippers. Kawhi, Paul George, Lou Will, Reggie Jackson, Sergi Baca. Uh, Luke Kennard got $60 million. He doesn't deserve $6 million. He got 60. So um it's just it's just sad to watch because you have all this talent, you got all these players, you pay all this money, Giannis stayed, and they're just frauds. Simple as that. I mean, Budenhoser is a coach that he should be fired after the season. He should be fired. They could have 60 wins somehow. I don't care. If they don't make it to the NBA finals, they should he should be fired. I mean, there are just some coaches that don't have it. Like Dwayne Casey got the the Toronto Raptors into multiple Eastern Conference finals. It wasn't until they fired him and hired Nick Nurse that they made it to the finals. Budenhoser is I I feel like anyone off of the Popovich tree has this aura and mystique about him be like, oh yeah, they're from you know, they're from the Spurs system. They can help us win, but we haven't really seen that. It's pretty much like NFL comparisons. Like everyone that comes off the Belichick tree is just ass. It's pretty much true. Like, yeah, they they had this aura and mystique about them. They 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 were under one of the greatest coaches of all time. But they, yeah, that's an a, a, that's enough pedigree for them to be hired. But they don't do anything after that. And a lot of it, I'm I, I'm sorry, but. Brad Stevens doesn't make adjustments. Uh, Mike Budenholzer doesn't make adjustments. They're they're very slow at making these adjustments, and that's why their team is always good enough, but not great. Um, I mean, I don't really have much to add. I agree with Shaitan. Um, the Bucks' issue is that their best player is not their closer, and so you can add all these, you know, good role players and good pieces around, but I don't think that solves their biggest issue. Um, And that's not going to get solved until Giannis develops either a jump shot or just another way to get a bucket besides just running and taking it to the basket. Um, They did improve defensively. PJ Tucker is a great, um, he's a great defensive player. He has a spot up three, but I I don't think it really changes the fact that they won't be able to get past Brooklyn or they won't be able to get past um, Philly with a healthy Embiid. So, no, this doesn't really change much. Arun, what do you think? Um, I agree with Shavam. I think P.J. Tucker's a great player. Well, he's, he's a solid player. But I don't think he puts you over the top to compete with uh, the Nets and and uh, the Sixers, even though I want the Bucks to beat the Nets, I don't think this P.J. Tucker trade puts them in that in that spot where they could just beat the beat the Nets or the Sixers. So I don't think it makes a huge difference. I'm happy for uh, P.J. He got out of Houston, that yeah. shithole Houston. That's so, all. They lost 16 they 17 in a row right now. They're about to lose 17 today. Franchise record. That's They're going to break the NBA record. Yeah, they're terrible. Christian Every Woods back, though. 20, so. Christian Woods coming back tonight. So maybe hopefully he could bring some luck to the Houston Rockets. But I don't think the Bucks are going to make any noise with this P.J. Tucker trade. They, 
They he's gonna be good. He's gonna be good for them, but he, it doesn't put him over the top. Yo, Christian well, Woods will be on a new team next year. From one team <laughs> that's inconsistent to a team that's been balling post All Star, Lakers come, came back. Kuzma, give him his props. He played amazing against the Pacers. Kuzma balled out, great. beat the Pacers. Then they blew out Golden State. Golden State has different problems, but that's pretty solid because they blew them out last time and they blew them out again. So that's pretty good to do because Golden State's still okay, decent team in Golden State. And then you just blew out Minnesota. And Minnesota has been playing decent for the past three games. But, yeah, so Lakers taking care of business. But AD, he ain't coming back anytime soon. And every time we get an update, all we see is more days extended. So I don't know what this means for the team or if he'll be back healthy or not. But oh, He'll be back healthy, that's for sure. Because if they're giving him this much time, they're being extra cautious with him. So he has to come back healthy. I think LeBron wants some. What's up? Yo, side note. I'm sorry. Breaking news. This is for all the football fans out there. Patrick Peterson signed with my Vikings, baby. Patrick Peterson just signed with the Vikings. Okay. Sorry, everyone. Go ahead. (laughs) Nah, Chaitan. Chaitan was saying something. What percent healthy? 80? Yeah. I mean, what? He has. how, How long has he had off? If he comes back. First, second week of April. Like, what is that? Two months, a month and a half? Month, he, should, he should be above 80, 85%. He should he be. He got hurt in February, right? He got hurt, like, mid-February? Yeah. So, so yeah. he's going to miss minimum six weeks of the season. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, like, you know, uh, with that, they say it's a calf strain. Okay, whatever. KD had the same issue, and they rushed KD back. And how long did KD come back? He came back he in, like, two weeks. He was out for three was, weeks only. So, this, they're not – they don't want – like that KD, when he got hurt, nobody, people didn't know who to blame. Do we blame the the training staff or do we blame the coaching staff for rushing him back? Lakers, they don't, I guess they don't want to have that happen to them where they rush him back. He gets hurt significantly. It's like a significant injury. And then they play the blame game. LeBron's to blame or he's to blame because they rushed him back. So they're being extra cautious. I'm sure if the playoffs were to start this week or next week or two weeks from now, I'm sure AD will come back for the playoffs. But we still got so much time until the playoffs come uh, till the playoffs start. I think when when do they start? In eight weeks. We got eight weeks around. Eight weeks. That's more than enough time. The Lakers are they looking? They're looking good without AD. Ever since AD went down with AD, we were the number one defense. But since AD has gone down, we're still top three. We're sitting at that three spot for defensive uh, rankings. So I think we're doing pretty good without him too right now. And um, uh, like. I think you did a great job pointing out Kevin Durant. I think this situation, Kevin Durant situation, is, is so far different because the I think everyone knew KD is out. He's done. He This is it, and he's bouncing from uh, Golden State. So that was one aspect. Second aspect was they were in the NBA Finals. Yeah. So this is like, yo, this is do or die. If he don't play, then it's over. Mm-hmm. He's played mm-hmm. his last game as a warrior. But obviously, AD, he is the future Mm-hmm. And the president of the Lakers. So, mm-hmm. like Arun said, the Lakers are playing well right now. I think give him as much time. He could come back for in May for all I give a shit. Lord come back in May. Rush him back. Why risk injury? Lakers are doing exactly. well. Him. LeBron has the a- Lakers will be minimum top four seed. If the if let's say AD plays zero games the rest of the, the regular season, I think worst case scenario, Lakers would finish fourth. And I'll take that. And I think every Lakers fan would take that with a healthy Anthony Davis. 
on top of that, you got to, in terms of like the media and everyone else, you got to look at it this way. You bring back 80 too quickly and he gets hurt. Guess what? They're just going to be like, oh, Lakers rushing back, you know, and you hold on to him and say he doesn't play till May and still gets hurt. He'd be like, oh, did the Lakers rush him back? Regardless of it, it's going to be like, oh, did the Lakers rush him back? They might as well just sit him as long as you're winning, you're winning. Um, I, I agree with that point up until playoffs. Once the playoffs come, bring him back. But when do playoffs start? In June, right? Playoffs start May 18th. The, the play-in game starts May 18th. So, yeah, around there. So, we'll say May 20th probably. And so, he has about oh, a, yeah. eight weeks left if he wants to take off. Right now, it says he's predicted to come back uh, April 6th. So, he still has about a little over three weeks or maybe around three weeks. Yeah, it's three, about three weeks, exactly. And yeah. I, I just want to say, AD being out, that's a huge blow to our offense, but other players have stepped up, man. Kuzma has – got to give Kuzma some props. Montrez Harrell has taken the scoring load on his shoulders, and he's just – these last two games he's been performing lights out. He's just a walking bucket. And LeBron, you know, LeBron doing his thing, facilitating rebounds, assists, just setting people up. And our, and our shooters – like I said, I remember before the All-Star break, I, I told you guys that, that like little month stretch before the All-Star game, All-Star break, that was like the toughest stretch for the Lakers. And they were just trying to get to that break. They were just dragging themselves. And they needed that break so badly because they just wanted to hit that reset button. And they did. They came out these last three games. They've been shooting the ball well. Our shooter's been actually hitting shots. KCP's been there. THT's been hooping last game. Last night, he he balled out last night. Um, he's coming into his own. That's going to be very huge for the Lakers down the road in the playoffs. So, we're, we're like, AD being now is it, it's showing what this team can be and what these players can do. So, when AD comes back, if, if these players just keep playing the way that they're playing right now, these Lakers are going to be in a perfect good spot. So, this is like a, a test for them, pretty much. Honestly, I was waiting for you to say Wes Matthews because – no, no, no. I would have just been, yo, Wes Matthews shooting nah. 30%. What are you talking about? Nah, he gets like 20 minutes a game. He'll go for like 0 for 3. And, yeah. Well, to the Lakers, to the other team that people think are the favorites, besides the Lakers possibly, the obviously the Nets, listen, they don't got KD still. Same thing with AD. He's going to be out. This hamstring injury is taking, I think, at least five, six weeks now. So, and – Listen, I've been the main guy saying two can win, three can't. I think him not playing all this time, all three of them have played, I think, like maybe five games, if that, I think. If, we'll if they don't get some on-court games in, I don't think they're going to win a championship or even get to a championship. You can't tell me, Lo, let's just throw these three together, almost playing less than, let's say, 20 games and let them poop. I think you can. Because now, what, what take this exact team, throw in KD into that mix. But if KD just learns to be uh, be a spot up shooter, doesn't have to worry about anything else, just he gets the ball, he shoots it. You're telling me that's not a recipe for success? He dipped OKC just for that reason. He didn't get no. the ball. Other but, two, the other um, guy, Westbrook. Let me know. He had about Westbrook. The whole controversy was he cannot play with Russell Westbrook. Well, for right now, it's it's all fine because James Harden is the point guard, Kyrie's a two. You don't got to give it to a third guy. I and Griffin is also here now. So OKC, if Kevin Durant didn't take the offensive load, they wouldn't have been able to be as successful as they were. That was I, a- I think that's the issue is that, you know, 
no one else could knock down a damn shot. Yeah. I'm sorry, but Andre Roberson, yeah, he airballs okay. threes. Hold um, on. Hold yeah, on. Wait, wait. So now we're getting to a complete – you're blaming <laughs> – hold on. So now we're changing the co- the topic to OKC didn't have enough? I'm not saying OKC didn't have enough. I'm just saying that, you know, the, the important times when other people had to knock down shots, they couldn't, and that's why he left. Is You mean including Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook? Including them? Abby, who on that OKC Thunder can equate to either Kyrie or James Harden in the closing minutes of the game? Okay, yeah. first point. OKC was up 3-1, just so everyone remembers that. Yeah, so I remember that. that. No, I, there's no one that hates Kevin Durant more than I do. All right, so second, second. The, Kevin, this will only be an issue. Listen, they're going to beat the first round team they play. They're going to, whoever, let's see who they play in the second round, they'll beat them. Right now, it can work because James Harden is giving the ball to one other player and the other ball is between them two. They're taking all the shots. That's it. Once KD comes back and Kyrie's jacking up shots at the end of the game and not giving it to Kevin Durant, that's when the problem will happen. In my opinion, that's my opinion. I do not believe that there's this happy-go-lucky family is going to be good throughout the whole season. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Boss, we all remember what happened that first season. Mm-hmm. So, And they played the whole season together. People need to remember that. LeBron played the whole season Dwayne Wade played the whole season. Chris Bosh played the whole season. And they started off slow. They got their shit together. And then they ultimately lost in the finals. Well, you can't me. tell me three ISO superstar level players, and especially Kyrie. Right now, it's great. Two can work. Any two can work. I've been saying that. I'm not trying to be like, yo, I'm right or wrong, because this will be proven right in the playoffs. But right now, these two, they're balling. They're 9-1 and one their last 10 games. But with all three, if they do not play together, I, I will take Philly over them because they will have played 50 games over with their whole squad. I mean, yeah, I would take Philly too. I would take the Lakers. I'm not making and AD have two plus years of experience together. I'm not gonna argue against that because I have the same. I believe that in the East, Philly would beat them, and in the West, the Lakers would beat them. I think, but overall, they can easily. Just adding KD to the team, they can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And one more team that Arun mentioned a little bit a while ago, the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. have gotten their shit together because Jimmy Butler has come back. And Dark Horse, Dark Horse for MVP. And if Jimmy Butler was there the whole season with the numbers this man is putting up right now, he would be in the MVP conversation. On like twelve of the last thirteen games, they're on a roll. Jimmy Butler is giving out the assists, getting the rebounds closing the games, shooting more threes, and scoring the most points. Jimmy Butler. Listen, if Brooklyn fools around and they keep doing, oh, Kyrie's hurt, oh, uh, Kevin Durant's still hurt, in and out, in and out. Listen, you watch out for Miami because they got no answer for Bam. They got no answer for Bam Mm -hmm. on uh, Brooklyn. I agree. So there's essentially two teams in the East that can beat them. Philly and Miami. Yeah. You run into them. I'm not picking Brooklyn. I'm just saying that. We're just saying that you add KD to it. I don't think they would have an issue if they didn't face those two teams until the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't see an issue where Brooklyn can't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. If they play Miami in the second round or Philly in the second round, they can have a problem. Yeah, I agree. I'm not really. I don't really think Miami's that. I don't think Miami can really handle all that Brooklyn firepower. But Philly, I agree. Philly, they can knock off Philly, bro. I've been saying that. I have them that can actually beat them in a in a, in a best of seven. 
I don't see any other team but Philly being able to uh, knock them off. Well, we just mentioned Philly oh. and Philly. Joel Embiid oh. came out two or three weeks. Every one of these superstar players, every super every super team has a major injury. Lakers got a major injury. Uh, Brooklyn got a major injury, and now Philly has a major injury. So, Brooklyn and Lakers actually. Wait, what? You're lagging, Shiv. Where'd he go? I don't know, but Abishai, what were you saying? Um, and, oh, every contender does have an injury. I just yeah. wow, that's a great point you, you just made. And, yeah, I did not even notice that. And Philly also, like the Lakers, the Lakers have obviously Lakers have dealt with AD being out for a longer period of time. But so far, Philly, no Embiid. They've won three straight, four straight, I think five straight overall before All Star break. And right now they're taking care of Milwaukee. Obviously, it's a long way to go, but they've been playing well. Ben Simmons been playing very good. Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris should have been an all-star. Simple as that. Tobias Harris is earning every single penny of that contract that he signed. And Seth Curry's doing his job. Danny Green's in and out. Dwight Howard balling. I'll give him credit. Dwight Howard's playing his role. Shake Milton, Cork Moss, all these dudes. They're contributing. They're playing well. Doc Rivers. Interesting how Doc Rivers comes over to – oh, Chase, I'm coming at you for this one. Doc Rivers comes over to the Sixers, and the Sixers look transformed. But the Clippers, they look just how they looked last year. You throw a little bit of adversity at them, and they crumble. They looked like a bunch of soulless pricks on the court against the Pelicans. They look like their soul. Zion took each and Zion took turns taking each one of their souls that day. B.I., that what he did, he took their souls. He took them and sent them back to L.A. <laughs> you lost by 30. No championship teams lose by 30. Consistently, they lost to Dallas early in the season by 30. They lost to Memphis by 20-plus. They keep getting blown out by random teams, bro. So, Doc Rivers, I, people were giving him hate. Doc Rivers, he, he, he could be the coach of the year right now. Yeah, he could be coach of the year, but he better get him to the finals. Better make adjustments when he needs to, too. See, the my well, my, not really, because right now, who if you ask like the majority of people, they would say who's the favorite in the east is Brooklyn. So they have to at least, in my opinion, get to the conference finals. See, my my issue's never been Doc Rivers in the regular season. My issue's always been Doc Rivers in the in the postseason. Mm-hmm. But yep. but now can we really hold Clippers against him? Because these guys are all listen, Paul George, his legacy has been cemented. He again. Is, I think the thing is, it's the postseason that we hold against them. But the Clippers are the most a lot, the last season. Of, the, of, of history. They've never been to the conference finals. Again, he's been coaching that team itself for so long that, you know, he's had Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan couldn't do it. He's had that one year with the a whole bunch of uh, misfits. He made the playoffs. His coaching pedigree is there. It's just he's never been able to complete it in the playoffs. And the one year he did it is because, sorry, but KG was the leader of that Boston Celtics team, not Doc Rivers. But if mm-hmm. Doc Rivers can pull it off with Joel Embiid and them, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to be like, yeah, no, he, he's still one hell of a coach. Can he get it to the next level? Oof. Well, yeah, Philly, they got to manage. Doc Rivers, he's doing a great job coaching, trying to get um, them 
keep them steady. They still have that number one seed. Brooklyn is right behind them. I don't think they'll be able to stay with that number one seed because Embiid is likely to miss two more weeks at least. So probably end up maybe second or third overall. We'll see about that. Abishag, do you still think Embiid has a chance to win MVP? No. No, right? Yeah, he's done. I think I could be wrong about this, but no MVP has played, has missed more than, I think it was either 10 or 15 games in a season and won MVP. Embiid will have missed at least 12 to 15 games by the time he comes back. There's no way you can give the MVP to him. That's, that's why his odds drop dramatic. It's the same thing as uh, if you guys remember a couple years ago when uh, Embiid was a rookie. Yep. And he was clearly the most dominant rookie. Like, it was the same thing with Zion. Like last year, Zion, when he played, he was a monster. But John Moran played the whole season and was really good the whole season. That season, uh, Embiid's rookie year, Malcolm Brogdon came out of nowhere, second-round pick, and he was the most, quote-unquote, consistent rookie of the year. So he won rookie of the year. Same thing implies here. There's no way to give Embiid playing 50 games, 55 games, MVP over LeBron James playing almost every game. There's no way. Especially if the Lakers stay top three without AD. It's just not going to happen. No matter how much I love Embiid, it's not going to happen. Same thing with Dame. If Dame is a top four team, I don't think there's a single player in the NBA. You could say LeBron, but besides LeBron, that's carrying the load Dame Lillard is doing. Yeah, no, if, if Dame makes Dame Lillard is six feet tall. He is not six eight. He is not Jokic. He's not six eleven. He is not six feet LeBron. If Portland ends at least at the fourth seed, Dame Dame is the clear winner. Um, I don't see how he wouldn't win the MVP. Even over LeBron? If LeBron leads the Lakers to like a second seed without AD being out, still gets triple doubles here and there. You think he gets a nod over I think LeBron? the media would it, give it to LeBron because he's 37. And it depends when AD comes back and how many games the Lakers continue to win. Um, how many games are left in the season right now? Um, like 30 something, about 30. 30. Yeah. Now let's say, let's say uh, AD doesn't come back um, until, until playoffs um, and LeBron's able to win at least 90% of those games. Then yeah, maybe LeBron um, does win that because you know he he's carrying it. But the numbers Dame is putting up are just ridiculous. Yeah, no, Dame's killing it. It's not even the numbers, bro. Like we'll talk about Dame more a little little bit later on. But when when people see this man is shooting thirty seven percent, not from three, but from thirty feet away, thirty feet. Steph Curry is the only other guy that people say, oh, he can shoot like that. And listen, Steph Curry's the greatest shooter ever. But Steph Curry himself is shooting 30% from that distance. This man flicks his wrist. And I've never seen a player where he shoots it from there. And when he misses it, it's like, yo, he really missed it. Um, Bro, Dame Lillard, man, pound for pound, he is. I'm not trying to be blasphemous or anything, obviously, because LeBron James is the best player in the NBA. But pound for pound, Dame Lillard is the Allen Iverson of this generation, in my opinion. Let's just talk about these shooting stats. 45% overall, 39% from three, 94% from the free throw line. Yesterday, uh, he went 18 for 18 from the free throw line. Yeah, Trailblazer set a record yesterday, 31 for 31 free throws. Is there a better clutch performer than Damian Lillard? No. I think nobody no. No, comes no. close to Damian Lillard, dude. I think he's the best closer in the game he right now. Bro, he lives for it. Yeah, for sure. So with Embiid being out, who? So you guys think Damian Lillard has a good shot, huh? 
There's one guy, you guys are call me crazy, but he isn't going to have the numbers. He isn't going to have the numbers. But mm. in terms of the, 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 the whole MVP, most valuable player, I think this man, they're the second seed in the NBA right now, Chris Paul. He doesn't have the numbers. He doesn't. He's not going to have the numbers either. Mm-hmm. But the Phoenix Suns, longest playoff drought in the NBA, the Phoenix Suns were almost last last year in the West before that little run they had in the bubble. Chris Paul comes, and within 35 games of joining the Suns with no offseason really, COVID, etc., they are the number two seed in the NBA. In terms of MVP, if he is off that team the whole season, they are not even a top eight team. Abby, I, I kind of knew you were going to say that. Um, and you are right with that. The fact that Chris Paul is not putting up the numbers, but his impact on the game is more than just the numbers, considering that they're the second seed. But for an MVP, I still think you need to have those numbers. And because Chris Paul doesn't, I don't think he's in that discussion. Exactly. And I completely agree with that That notion because his impact on the game is ridiculous on that team is ridiculous but the scoreboard the box score doesn't show that impact and therefore he's just not in the MVP discussion yeah no I think that's two players that we just discussed whose leadership affects the team so greatly that we just they get overlooked as both Jimmy Butler for the Heat and Chris Paul for the Suns like I can theoretically name you eight MVPs but Obviously, um, I mean, yeah, if we're not going on one, no one's ever shared an MVP. But listen, this happened, this was discussed on inside the NBA, and this is almost the same argument I'm making. Steve Nash had the same numbers that Chris Paul has, mm-hmm. he won the MVP over Shaquille O'Neal. Yep, so if that can happen, why are we drawing the line here? I think that is the case of the game changing. That's when they took the hand checking out. So it wasn't like you can bully a point guard in the lane. So they took the hand check rule out and then Steve Nash blossomed into the player he is. In this case, you know, we know what Chris Paul is. And this isn't one of those cases where he's just revolutionizing the game. I think that. I think that's where like that aura and mystique that Chris Na- uh, Steve Nash had back in what was it oh five oh six oh six oh seven that he doesn't have right uh, that CP doesn't have right now. Suns were winning crazy amount of games. They won sixty two in oh five when Steve Nash won. Then they won fifty four the following yeah. season. That, so they were winning g- games. That first season, I think they should have went to the one of those two seasons. They should have won to the NBA Finals. I think it was the second one. They should have went to the NBA Finals, but uh, Amari Stoudemire got thrown out and suspended for the next game. I don't ever remember a more ridiculous MVP run like Chase going on here. Like, if you miss a week or two, you're done. For example, Embiid, he's done. He's not going to win it. Simple as that. Knock on wood, if any of the other players get hurt, it's done. I mean, yeah. I think this is... I think us worrying about the MVP race is just, like, making us 
uh, don't miss how good of basketball other te- other players are playing because Jokic is nearly averaging a triple double. He's also in the he's also in the discussion. He's number two. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying like, you know, we we keep talking about like LeBron this, LeBron that, but like there's eight guys in my there's around eight guys. Let's see, LeBron, Embiid, yep. obviously he's hurt now. Yep. No order. James Harden, you can put in there. Um, Jimmy Butler, you gotta put him in there now. Um, Dame Lillard. Then you have CP. CP, and then after that, I think six guys. Those six. Am I missing anyone? That you would. Uh-huh. That you would put in there? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, you're not putting anyone from the Bucks. You're not putting anyone from the Hornets or uh, Utah. Nah, I don't, that's a team. Utah's a team. Clippers, they suck. Screw the. They're done. So. Uh, yeah, but I, listen to me. There's really only pretty much three players in the running. With yeah, LeBron, LeBron, Jokic, Dame. Yeah, it, everyone else. I get your point, but like, I I just don't see them winning i i get that they're playing phenomenal basketball and they really are very valuable players to their team itself but we know how mvps are chosen and based on those categories the other three that you mentioned i don't see i don't jimmy butler i don't even think he has a 10 percent chance of winning yeah. there's yeah. no chance because he missed so many games starts yeah, there's no chance he's there um chris paul I, I already said it. I know he's a very valuable player, but he has the number. He doesn't have the numbers to prove it. So I just don't see him winning. Um, and then the other three are just very far ahead. Jokic, uh, LeBron, and, and Dane. Um, well, I think from the MVP conversation, we, we, we just talked about Dame. But I think we have to further this a little bit in terms of who is the best? Because just not just because of last night's game where they came back against the Pelicans, but who's the best point guard in the NBA? We're not talking about career. We're not talking about of all time. We're not talking about the past 10 years. Who's the best point guard right now? And in my opinion, it's not even a discussion. I mean, yeah. But can we go top five, though? Let's. let's if you had to make a top five, then I would say Dame, Dame, Steph. No, no. You know what? You know what? If we're going by this season, Dame, Kyrie is saying he's not a point guard. So I, oh, I was gonna say Kyrie better be number two. If Kyrie is saying he's not a point guard and he's a two, then he's in a different discussion. But if we're going point guard, number one is Dame. Number two, I would I despise the living crap out of this human being, just as a basketball player, not personal, but James Harden, Steph, and then at that point you can just make whoever three. Chris Paul four, um, and then you want to put um, who would you put five? Uh, point guard five. Let's see. Would you Donovan Mitchell is not really a point guard. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. I guess you could put Ben Simmons probably five. Yeah, you could put Ben Simmons five. Yeah, he's a point guard. Yeah. Well, Jokic is technically a point guard. So, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll put Ben Simmons five. There you go. I mean, I agree with the top five. That's what I was trying. I'm trying to figure out, like, is 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 Luca not a point guard? He that's, is right? exactly. That's very different. He is the he exactly. He is the I, point guard. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know, but point well, guard he's is not having a good season. It's tough. Yeah, he he's having yeah he's he's not even having the greatest season. But I mean, I still got to put him up there. Because like um, I I want to bring up this conversation because last year was like completely different where, you know, Steph was out of the conversation because he was hurt. Yeah. 
and we're like we're always looking for like you know the next guy the next this the next that and generally speaking we always end up with the same top five but the guy that we finally put damian lillard number one on a list listen the best shooter of all time south curry the best shooter right now is damian lillard he's the hottest player right now Damian Lillard is the best shooter. If I had to take one shot for my life right now, it's Damian Lillard. It's not even close. 100. I think twice. Dude, Damian Lillard take uh, – Steph Curry is great, especially with, like, you know, those long 30-foot shots. But Damian Lillard takes shots that, one, you shouldn't be taking, and two, are at, like, an angle that you're like, yeah, no, the – there, there's no chance you're making that. Dude, that, that the, the all-star game, bro, the angle that he took that shot at, yeah. and for him to – it was almost nothing but net, bro. It was ridiculous. And, and, and listen, the reason why he's in the MVP is because C.J. McCollum, he just came back yesterday yep. after missing two months with a broken foot. Nurkic is still not back. The team is in the top six. With 23 wins. At one point, they were top four. The Golden State Warriors, people, listen, I love Steph Curry. I'm not trying to say anything negative, but they are not winning. And for people to say, oh, who does he have? Bruh, who the hell does Portland got after after their second and third best player were hurt? You got to really tell me Carmelo Anthony at 37 years old? That's your argument? Gary Trent? who nobody even knew who he was. Robert Covington on his fifth team, I think. So, and the reason why I bring this conversation up is because we had this discussion repeatedly, me and Shavam specifically, with a lot of people we know. Chris Paul, another example. He goes anywhere, and they're automatically top four team, top five team, top whatever. Listen, we're going to find out a lot about Steph Curry this season. Because they are currently the ninth seed. I think they're the eighth oh, seed. I mean, nothing would make me happier than for them to be like 11th or 12th. Oh my God, Abby, I'm going to have a field because, day, bro. If, because people argue, oh, Clay isn't there. So you're so basically what you're saying is unless the situation is perfect, the player cannot thrive. And that proves the point that Shavam, me, and may, many other people may make. Abby, not just this season, last year also, Nurkic was out for a significant portion of time. Zach Collins has basically not played for two full seasons. He's basically not played. Carmelo Anthony was picked up midseason last year. Damian Lillard is yeah. doing amazing I, things, and he I, needs to yeah. get his credit. I don't want to hear it, bro. This team with Klay Thompson once went 73-9. and nine. You're telling me without Klay Thompson, and obviously a couple of players here and there traded or you know not on the team – are the ninth seed now? It, it, it doesn't add up. Um, Steph Curry is the greatest shooter shooter ever. No denying that, but he doesn't have the impact on the game that people. He's not he's not the guy that people make him out to be. Like better than Magic Johnson, I don't want to hear it. Um, you know, everyone, what do you think? Feeling like Steph Curry's, he's not a one trick pony, but essentially he is. I, I think he is. Yo, I, no, I'm not gonna say that. He 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 can he can handle. He can he can. Yeah, he has, I believe he has, that he has great. He's the second best finisher in the NBA after Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm just saying, like in the case of, you know, without Clay there, you can crowd him at the three point line, and right and the if you have a bigger defender on him, 
it's not very often that he's going to get past you. And that that's the issue with, with the Warriors right now is like, if you can shut down Steph, what's going to happen after that? Right? Because as good as Steph Curry is, he's not what he was four years ago when he was like 27, 28, where he's literally just breaking ankles and getting his own shot off. Yep. At this point, you can double team him, triple team him. And it, if no one else can work on the Warriors, it's not going to happen. And I think that's where... That's where you had to look at Steph Curry's like, yeah, what has like look at what Dame does when he's double teamed and triple teamed. Like he can still get a shot off. But Curry has hasn't been able to do that in a while. And another thing is Steph Curry came out of college as one of the greatest shooters. Like once he was a great shooter in Davidson. He single had he almost won them a national championship in college. That's what he was known for. Damian Lillard, he put the work in to get to the point where he is now. Listen, I don't see anybody else doing what Damian Lillard does. He is the best shooter right now in the NBA. And it's all because of work. He put the work in. And I truly hope, if not in Portland, somehow he can win a ring. Somehow. I think – he had his he had a interview uh post game with uh yeah Shaq and uh, Dwayne Wade Shaq Dwayne Wade Lefko and he's just talking about like yeah you know I wasn't the most recruited player out of middle school high school college I had to work my way here and that's you know he goes all the hours that I put into the gym like no one sees that except me and that's how you know like you're gonna be great as no one sees what you do until you show up at the stage. And, like, all of Dame Lillard's shots are so pure and so clean. You're just like, yeah, and he really put in the work because he he, he said that everything he does is to a game, like, game-paced, and he works at it, and you can see it in his game. It's, it, it's just so easy for him. Uh, well... I think that's that that was a lot of stuff we just covered. And obviously next Thursday is the trade deadline. Oh, speaking of that, uh, I was I was trying to bring this up before, but I think I was lagging. Um, Lakers and Nets are the front runners to signing Andre Drummond. That's the big fish out there. He is the big fish out there. And there's one week left. So if if something's going to happen, you got one week. It's it's so. Getting intense, and if I apparently if Lakers don't get uh, first of all, if net if Brooklyn gets Andre Drummond, that's a that's a worthless ring for all. Oh, I'm, not discuss- I'm not discussing the the Brooklyn Nets anymore. I'm not. If they get him, congrats. The Kevin Durant has now been on a team that's ruined the league for almost what half a decade. When did he join uh Warriors? Uh, 20- he played for the Warriors those three, four, years. Those three now, years. He's gonna be playing for the Nets at least another three years. So yeah. Almost half a decade. Yeah, he'll he'll be ruining the league for years to come. Um, congrats. Um, but uh, if Lakers don't get um him, I think they're going for Whiteside. Um, which I still think is a huge improvement for that Lakers defense. Um, but I I, I do hope Lakers somehow are able to sign Drummond, and he I, I I apparently Knicks are planning to offer him a multi-year deal as well. Which who? I wouldn't. The Knicks. For who? Drummond? Yeah, apparently they want to sign him. 
I don't know how that makes any sense because they got Mitchell Robinson. You can Robinson only sign him to a min, uh, league minimum. I, I don't know, but I, I don't see why. Uh, uh, I mean, unless they trade for him and then offer him an extension. That's the only way. I, I would have, honestly, I don't know. I, I don't think I would trade anyone in the Knicks right now. Um, any other star players. And then for Cleveland, I don't know why they would trade Drummond for, you know, if I'm not getting Julius Randle or D Rose or RJ Barrett out of that deal. So, so yeah, well, that's one, one week left. I think the 26th is the last, um, is the trade deadline Thursday, 25th, I think. 25th. Yeah, but it's going to so be basically a- we're one week away from, you know, this is my squad. He, this is who we got. This is my head coach. This is it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Lakers better make a move. Cause if they don't get that big man, um, they're clearly not the front runners to win this chip. Yeah, big man, or in my opinion, a real shooter somehow. I, I don't. There's no good shooters on the market right now, right? Well, JJ Redick is the main guy out there, but we don't. I don't know if that puts him over the top though. That definitely helps their chances. But I, I still mean, don't. JJ Redick would easily be the best shooter on your team. Yeah, of course, of course. No, no, I'm not saying that, but I still don't think that's enough to say. Oh, you know, they're, that's enough to make them the clear favorites. I would still have Lakers definitely winning the chip, but I don't think I can say that they're clear favorites. Listen, Philly, Kyle Lowry, go get him. Um, go get him. That's the name I want. You you guys. I, I want not Drummond. happening. I want Drummond or I want Whiteside. Lowry ain't going nowhere, bro. Not this season. I, I don't get it. I do not understand why. The man is almost 35 or something, 33. is getting up there in age. Uh, Rosen, maybe, maybe, maybe he wants it. LaMarcus Aldridge, obviously, he's still – they haven't agreed on anything with him, so he's still out there. So I don't know what team goes after him. Oladipo, he's listen. Houston is a shit show, like everyone is saying. So Oladipo, he's on his last deal. So would you rent him? Would you take a flyer on him? I don't know who is it. Oladipo away. Uh, so that's another name out there. Um, Harrison Barnes is out there. Boston needs to make a move. Um, Milwaukee just made a move. Miami could make a move. Utah seems like they're good. Denver could make a move. Denver looking like they they had the guy, Jeremy Grant. He dipped. That's what they needed. And he, I, heard, I heard Aaron Gordon's on the market. Listen, I would ship his ass with a cheap <laughs> ASAP. His dunk contest is all he's going to be remembered for. The man has all the talent, all the gifts, but he, number one, stays hurt. Number two, he has not improved his game whatsoever. I'm done with him. Send him somewhere else. Send him. Let someone else deal with him. Him. They're saying Oladipo for Aaron Gordon. I'm like, what the? How does that make sense? <laughs> Why the both of them hell would we take yeah. a rental of Oladipo, who was already drafted by Orlando, and he don't want to be there, and ship you Aaron Gordon? How does that make any sense? I don't know. Aaron Gordon should be in, like, probably Denver or – Listen, if the if the Lakers were a low key solid pickup, because I can vouch for this player, Evan Fournier would be solid on the Lakers. And so would Terrence Ross. Listen, I'm not giving you Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross too good. No, Terrence Ross. If the Lakers get Terrence Ross and get 80 back, they're winning the championship. Terrence Ross, bold statement, is one of the most underrated shooters in the NBA. He's called the human flamethrower for a reason. Yeah. Uh, who? Terrence, Terrence Ross. Who That's calls? I've never heard that nickname for him. <laughs> you're not watching magic games, baby. <laughs> Fuck you no. up there in La La Land. We in La La Land. Listen, if my boy Vucevic gets traded, bro, listen, I'm done. I, I got nothing left. I got nothing left. 
Honestly, you should just that. rebuild, bro. All I got is that number one pick, bro. One of those pin pong balls, please. Just put a little O R L on there. Throw a little magic on there. That's good enough for me. Yeah, dude, if magic should uh, focus on rebuilding, bro. We'll give you Kuz and uh, Jared Dudley. Listen, <laughs> airball the free throw. Jared Dudley got a torn MCL. Hold my left cheek. Yo, wait, how how do you pull that? He don't even play games, bro. He's gonna be fat. He's fat. <laughs> Came off the bench the wrong way. When I watch him play basketball, I'm like, yo, you have got to be kidding me. You really got no other better option. Uh, Elmer. Yo, fuck, he- man. <laughs> He hustles. He plays hard. He's a hard worker. But Jared Dudley do not belong in no damn NBA. He belongs in the if Jeremy. If, how is Jeremy Lin not in the NBA? But Jared Dudley is because LeBron vouched for Jared Dudley to come back. Listen, they man, wanted him to resign. Man, Jared Dudley must have naked pictures of him or something. He got pictures of somebody because nah, he's, he's, not he's a locker room guy. Locker room? Interesting. Okay. Man, I'd love to be paid a couple million dollars to be a locker room man. I love to just sit next to LeBron and just. Just be part of the team. Yeah, exactly. But overall, I think X covers a lot that's been going on. And next week, it's going to be the busiest week because all these teams are going to try to improve. So we got a lot to look forward to. All right, guys, that wraps it up for episode 43. Catch you guys on the next one. Peace out.